The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 23rd of October. In your Squiz today, the government apologises to victims of institutional child abuse. Geoffrey Rush gives evidence. Why petrol prices are so high. And a very long bridge. This is your Squiz today. As we previewed yesterday, Claire, the Morrison government formally apologised to the victims of institutional child abuse, but it's not an apology without some action. Yeah, and these things have been in the works really since the recommendations came down from the Royal Commission, which was a five and a half year epic Royal Commission uh, where they heard uh, the accounts of more than 17,000 survivors of institutional child abuse and this apology that was delivered yesterday um, uh, to those survivors was one of those steps and while um, people who were there, it looks like people gathered right around the country at various uh, centres to watch that apology, uh, they were uh, broadly very welcoming of, of that apology and the acknowledgement that these dreadful things happened to them. Um, but yes, as you said, the action part of it really is what they want to see now. Yeah. And the redress scheme is really the first item. Yeah. And while all of the big churches and community organizations and state governments are on board with funding that to make sure that survivors get compensation, there's still a handful that are holding out. And Scott Morrison said yesterday, that it, they really have a duty to get on board. And there is a bit of an update also on what's happening on Nauru as 11 children have recently been brought to Australia for medical treatment. That's right. So the government released yesterday some new figures and there's quite a bit of attention on this at the moment, particularly with a number of doctors and others concerned about the health and well-being of, of the kids who are, who are on Nauru. Uh, there's 652 people still on Nauru. Uh, most of those are refugees. That, of course, uh, means that when it comes to looking at what might be possible with New Zealand, uh, the Greens say that they're considering support Supporting the legislation that would essentially close the door to any of those people ever being able to come to Australia, but they have a couple of conditions on that first. Um, another story making headlines in Australia today is, is that Geoffrey Rush has given evidence at his defamation case against the newspaper, the Daily Telegraph. Yes, that's right. And he is going to be cross-examined today. So no doubt there'll be more said there. But mm-hmm. yes, he said that um, he recounted feeling numb, um, that the allegations levelled against him by uh, the co-star um, of a Sydney theatre company production of King Lear a couple of years back um, really didn't resonate with him and that it seemed that the paper was head on into wanting to get some kind of story up, much like um, the Fairfax papers had written in the weeks before about Don Burke, which you might remember it feels like a million years ago, but actually it was only only last year. So, yeah, that's going to continue and looks like there'll be a lot more claims and counterclaims made in in the days ahead. Um, On world news, a migrant caravan, which is carrying, so to speak, people from all over Central America is making its way through Mexico to the US border. 
Yes, so they started walking quite a few days ago, um, really coming up through Central America. Uh, there were some clashes on the border um, between Mexico and Guatemala on the weekend, but reports now say that the group is about 5,000 people strong. Um, wow. It stretches almost a kilometre down a road, one of the big roads in Mexico, uh, and that it's continuing north. The vast majority want to claim asylum in the United States. A few have claimed asylum in Mexico, um, but they've got 1,600 uh, kilometres to walk from where they are now. And President Donald Trump is, of course, quite alarmed and, and speaking out quite strongly uh, against it, particularly with the midterm elections in the US. Uh, it's poised to become quite a, an election issue. So no doubt a bit more divisive commentary there about uh, migration and the border with Mexico. Well, on long things, the longest ever sea crossing bridge opens in China today. It's 55 kilometres, connects Hong Kong and Macau with the mainland. It cost 20 billion, took nine years to build. I think this is so fascinating. Have I covered everything? Anything it's, else to know? Uh, the longest sea crossing bridge in the world. I so, said that. Oh, did you? Oh, there's other <laughs> there's other longer bridges apparently. Um but this yes. one of course across the sea is quite interesting and which is why it was quite an engineering feat. Yeah, quite amazing. It's opening today. Did we say that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Good. Uh, it's, it's not just today. some random fact. It's yeah. Quite amazing. It, yeah, the pictures are awesome. Drive across it, unless you want to save petrol, which brings us to our next story, which is that petrol prices here are at a 10-year high. Why? 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 So, seems like a confluence of events. Um, we have the oil-producing countries uh, from the Middle East and Russia um, who are strangling production at the moment. Um, there's also a lot of market uncertainty, and, and that's primarily being driven by the US and China um, and their trade issues. So, yeah, those couple of things pulled together mean um, a lot of um, pressure on petrol prices. And I know when I went to fill up the the other day and I think hit about $70 and thought, oh, I've never done that before. It's quite a surprise. Yeah, really. Yeah. And not a nice surprise either. <laughs> not a nice surprise. Um, and there are millions of people suffering from an increasingly prevalent condition called Fomagog or something? <laughs> what is it? Fomagy? Fear of missing out on my life goals. And apparently it's something that's plaguing millennials. Um, I How did, do you say it in the acronym? Look, I don't know. So I'll let you do that. Fomog, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's better. Have a look at it in the email anyway. And yeah, apparently I did have to chuckle, um, you know, reading all of these accounts from um, some 20 something things about what they thought their lives would be. And there's this one girl who, you know, I want to be a millionaire by 25 and she hasn't reached that goal. And all of a sudden she thinks that she's missing out on her life goals and has um, a lot of um, stress in her life. Good luck. Oh. It's good to have goals. It's good to be ambitious. Thing. I know. <sighs> Subject line. Subject line today is she can run the pants off a kangaroo. The um, old John Williamson song. Oh, are we going to talk about the Royals again? Which shot him to fame back in the day. Yes. Um, Julia Green, who is a 12 year old Indigenous girl from Fraser Island, uh, had her encounter with Prince Harry yesterday. He asked her what, um, what name they give the local kangaroos and her response was, 
we don't give them names, we eat them, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> She's hilarious. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes. <laughs> Jump into the Squiz Today email. Plenty more news in there. Uh, if you haven't signed up, you can do so at thesquiz.com.au. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're available on all podcast platforms and we will chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au.